Welcome back to the Heirs of Christ podcast. I'm Pastor Paige. And I'm Pastor Megan. It is so good to be with you. It's Lover Week. It is. It is. And such a great week. It's such a great week. Our color this week is pink. If you're watching, you could see I leaned a little more towards the pastels. Most of my pink's really bright. Yes. And But you have more of a pastel, pastel pink. Yes. Yes. And this was a transformational time for Taylor. We've talked yes. about, I mean, I guess every era is it transformational. Is, this one is very different because what's so special about Lover is that it's the first album she fully owns. Yes. This one is all hers. So it's post Big Machine Records. She has yep. a new record deal that includes some stuff about her ownership of her yeah. masters. And what I learned this week is that it also includes how long Universal owns her stuff. No kidding. They only get it for 10 years. Okay. And then she she fully owns everything, but then after 10 years, I think they have to renegotiate. Okay. They don't have any ownership Correct. of using it without her permission. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she learned a lot yeah. from the big machine era. Well, and this album, part of what makes this era so special for her mm -hmm. is that advocacy piece right yes she was learning to advocate for herself mm -hmm. she is learning to advocate for others we she, see that yeah she's learning how important her voice as a celebrity is mm -hmm. yeah and this one has uh the miss americana documentary that goes along with yes. it if you have not watched it i highly highly mm -hmm. recommend it's sort of chronologically talks about lover and right. all what led up to it plus some how she got to where she is and mm -hmm. why she did love her the way she did because the industry thought reputation was such a poor album right. that it wasn't nominated for any grammys right so i think she's talking to tree who's our publicist and calling mm -hmm. about the grammys and she's like i just need to make a better album but you could I'm like reputation's so good and you could tell in that moment mm -hmm. why just she held herself together yes and I'm gonna guess she turned that camera off and then lost it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we've all done that, right? Oh we, yeah. We've had moments where we're disappointed, and we just hold it together. We hold it together, and we have to leave. Mm -hmm. I've definitely been in yeah. situations where I was like booking it because I can't mm -hmm. hold my stuff just together. Just like let me just move somewhere where no one else is around. Right. Yeah. yeah. But Lover definitely shows her activism. There's a part in the documentary where she's sitting with her mom, her dad, and I believe it's her manager. And maybe and, some bodyguards too. And yeah, and talking about how she's gonna post the statement mm -hmm. about who she's gonna support in the Tennessee Senate. Right. Um, and just saying, dad, I'm gonna do it. You just need to forgive me for it. It's right. gonna happen. And she's like, it's basic rights. Well, and what I actually loved about that scene, there are a couple of things. Yeah. One is her dad is like, kind of like you don't owe me an apology for what you believe because I'm with you. Uh -huh. And it's one time that she says on camera about her faith. Yes. Right? Yes. She says, I am a Tennessee Christian and this is not what we stand for. Yes. And it's this album mm -hmm. includes the first explicit reference to Jesus. Yes. It may be the only, um, but my memory's bad, so it could yeah. be, we'll find out as yeah, we listen. haven't gotten the last three yet. So yeah. who knows? Um and but you also see i think there are way more faith themes mm -hmm. in this one than in any other. yeah yeah and you know like we said this was the first one she owned mm -hmm. but this is also the start of the first albums that she couldn't tour right because right. this came out in august of 2019 so the eras for lover are sort of 2018 to 2020. Mm -hmm. um and we'll talk a little bit more about how this era affected us and how we discovered it and everything in just a bit but she was supposed to have a lover fest in right. the summer of 2020 well we all know what happened in this mm -hmm. win late winter of 2020 that right. sort of made everything stop yeah and thank goodness for that because then we got two phenomenal albums uh, because of it right right next week and the following week yes oh my favorite but this is like she's touring it now for the first time on the era's tour right these four, next four albums this is the first time she's ever performed mm -hmm. them right you know so there's that ownership of her owning it mm -hmm. from there and also how you know i wonder if she has a first listen re-listen 
you know, like how we have our first mm-hmm. listen of like when we first heard this. Right. And these are the ones that really hit us or became mm-hmm. with us. Or if now she's performing them, you know. I as... mean, we're seeing how her relationship status and yeah. shifts and, and newness are affecting how she sings. Right? Yes. Yes. So I would think so. And this was a really interesting time period mm-hmm. in our world, right? Yeah. I know I certainly... um was preoccupied a little bit in this season yeah. with the political cycle and, and what was happening mm-hmm. as far as um, the election and all of that. And and you could tell that she is hurting. Yeah. But the other thing that happens in this album mm-hmm. is that's one sign. This yeah. political activism is one sign of her really coming into her own. Mm-hmm. The Miss Americana documentary, I just saw it for the first time yesterday. Yeah. And she starts with talking about who she was as a young girl. Mm-hmm. And that all she wanted was to be good. Yes. That was it. Just be good. And good for her became defined by this praise, this, yeah. um, the applause, all of that. And how the record companies even put her in. You don't talk about your politics. You don't talk about this because you're a country star. Mm-hmm. Country stars don't do that. Because look what happened to Dixie Chicks, right? Yes. And or now, the Chicks. The now chicks, chicks now. Yeah. And I just thought that was such an interesting comparison. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but the Chicks have still had a phenomenal career. But they did really but struggle it, they for did. a while. Yes, I did have to go to Toronto to see them because they weren't touring right. in the United States. But still, you do have that. And, you know, in the record company, and I think that's one of the big reasons why she left Big Machine, because mm-hmm. she was ready to shed Right. That persona. We saw a lot of that in Reputation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, her becoming more confident with herself as a person. Mm-hmm. So in the thing she talks about, um, she's getting ready to, ready to turn 30. She's 29, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, 30, 35, those are some of the ages at which people often talk about are like benchmarks with yeah. how you respond to what other people think about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and trust me, friends, it gets better. It It does getting better. Yeah. So this one, you know, for me, it was in that time when I wasn't really listening to Taylor as much. The, Mm -hmm. the next two were my like rebirth, rebirth as a, as a Swifty. Um, but for this one, I remember when the man video came out Mm. and she directed it. It was her first one that she directed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember listening to the lyrics and being like, ooh, she gets it, yeah. right? Yeah. So my actual first listen verse is from the band. Okay. And uh, it's right at the beginning, lines 9 and 10, mm-hmm. um, when everyone believes you, what's that like? Yeah. Right? Say less, Taylor. Right? Well, <laughs> as a female, as female pastors, yes, it, it's so easy, hard, I don't know what the word is, to look at any situation that we're in and go, what's the gender factor? Yeah. And am I blaming it on gender when it isn't and mm-hmm. any of that? So the other one from that is 19 through 21. And it says, they'd say I hustled, put in the work. They wouldn't shake their heads and question how much of this I deserve. Ooh. And that one hits me in a deeply personal place, yeah. even in this season. But, you know, we so often need to do that and i think one mm-hmm. of the things that this did help bring me back yeah because she was no longer the fluffy pop star yeah. you know yeah she was getting a little bit edgier she was getting edgier and she was standing for something not afraid to anymore right yeah, yeah. what about you what was your experience of this album so as i mentioned last week the three albums that were my seminary career were 1989, mm-hmm. Reputation, and Lover. Okay. Lover came out, I think, the week before, if not like four days before I started my last sem- my last year okay. of seminary. And I remember driving back from Cleveland to Delaware, Delaware, Ohio, not Delaware, the state, <laughs> um, to go to seminary and listening to Lover. Okay. Like, I just remember falling in love with this album and falling in love with Taylor again. As I mentioned last week, sort of didn't feel like I could talk about Taylor at seminary. Didn't, couldn't really say that I was mm-hmm. a Swifty. 
And this album just sort of reaffirmed how much I loved her music right. and how much I needed her music mm-hmm. in my life. Right. Um, I would like to say that I liked this song before it was cool this summer. Um, You're such a hipster. I'm such a hipster. But probably one of the first songs that I would just listen to on repeat was Cruel Summer. Okay. And especially the bridge. And if you've seen any of the era stuff on TikTok, on Instagram, you got lucky enough to see it in person or in the movie movie. theaters. Yeah. You know the bridge. Right. And I love the whole bridge, but especially these two lines. This is line 38. Said I'm fine, but it wasn't true. Oof. And I'm like, how many times have when people have asked, how are you doing? And you go, I'm fine. How many times are you lying? Nine out of ten. Right. And usually the people that know you the best will then go, you sure about that? Or do can we can we talk more about why you're fine? Right. <laughs> you know, so that line just was like, oh, there have been many times where I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other line, which is line 44, I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you've ever heard? Oof. And I can just think of maybe when I was in deep like with a guy mm-hmm. and I would be like, I like you. And that was it. Mm-hmm. No relationship done, whatever, right. done yeah. dating, all that sort of <clears throat> stuff. And it's just like, okay, this is, we definitely weren't on the same page here. Right, right. This would definitely mm-hmm. be the it's complicated status on Facebook oh. portion <clears throat> of the song. And I just love it so much. Right. And I just love screaming it. I think I've screamed it so many times as I've watched TikTok just be like, yes, I know this bridge. But then the other song I love from the first listen and something that Paige and I do as we're doing this is we have a shared notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I did differently for this time is I immediately put in the songs that I remembered listening to and loving the first time. Okay. All right. That obviously changed for the re-listen because Mm -hmm. it's like, what are my re-listen ones? Right. But my other one is Death by a Thousand Cuts. And as I was listening to it again, I was like, oh, the lines that I thought were going to be my lines are not my lines. Really? Okay. Yes. So instead, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting into the season where I had a, have had a lot of grief mm-hmm. events happen. Right. So that's where my brain is starting to head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So thought of these lines from so it's lines one through three saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts Mm. flashbacks waking me up i get drunk but it's not enough oh wow and i'm just like oh wow that's how i tried to medicate myself in college as i was doing with my dad's death is yes we're going out so i'm just gonna numb myself with alcohol right or i'm gonna numb myself with eating or numb myself with excessive trips to Starbucks or whatever, you know, thankfully none of that ever became a problem, but it was just a, well, I'm just going to have one more drink Mm -hmm. or maybe I'll forget. Maybe maybe I'll forget mm -hmm. or I won't feel this as much. Maybe things won't wake me up in the middle of the night, you know? So like, how brilliant is Taylor with her writing? Like we right. say this every time. Yeah. Oh, but she's just, a great writer. Like she knows. Mm-hmm. She knows how things feel. And, and there's a universality yes. to this, these experiences. That even if you're not approaching it in exactly that yeah. way, there's familiarity to what am I doing to try to forget? I numb out and watch TV too much. Yes. Or yeah. Um, and or I, go into a book or right. whatever and never read too many books never never not getting close at all to my goal um <laughs> but like she even talks about how and I think it was in the documentary mm-hmm. how she talked about how you know she writes these songs at a, at the time when they happen right she then records them she then puts it out and there could be years or right, months right. in between that and we then get to relate to them and we get right. to then put our meaning onto them 
And she's like, it's such a gift. Yeah. Such a gift to be able to have that. Mm -hmm. And because of that amazing gift, we then get to sit here and put our meaning on Jesus's stories right. because of her writing. Right. Yeah. Which I think is just, has been such a fun part of this project. Right. Is yeah. that we get to dive into her lyrics mm -hmm. deeper. We get to then also dive deeper into the gospels. Right. That I think we would normally do on a weekly basis. Right. Yeah. You know, instead of just looking at one story that we're going to preach on, it's, well, we're looking at all four gospels right now. Right. You and, know? And, and what it inspires in us, yes. right? Like, I think often we, we've mentioned that we listen to the album the whole week uh -huh. leading up to it. And what are the things that jump out? What are the things yeah. that we think about? And um, this one, I'm going to, we're going to name this right away. This was harder yes. this week because there are so many. Yeah. Like harder in a good way, not yes. in a bad way. Yeah. There are more explicit references to faith on yes. this album than any of the other ones we've dealt with. Yes. Um, I'm going to name this right now. We're not going to talk about false gods. It's a great song. It is. It, it, there are stories for me that I tied to it, but there's so much there that we want to come back to that more in depth hopefully in a future season yes. or or even in a another future episode. episode but there's so many stories mm -hmm. from this that we're like as we were walking through this we were like oh but i really want to talk about that but it's like oh but if we talk about this we can't talk about that but we've already sort of talked about it but it falls into this again so probably expect a lover part two right or a more in-depth of more stories right with this and i think we can then go back to any era and say mm -hmm. we can go more right so this just is setting us up for more seasons exactly well and so for me one of the things we did yes. in our early episodes was we kind of yes. were like what was the story what's the mm -hmm. person or place in jesus life that really fits into this era as a whole yeah and this week we get to talk about my favorite disciple yes um who is mary magdalene yes. she's also my favorite well, but I love Peter too. Right. They're my two favorites. So Mary Magdalene for me is, she's a strong woman, mm -hmm. right? Yes. She is called Mary of Magdala. And I love this. She is Mary of, this is the town she's from. Yeah. The way that we are Megan and Paige of Medina County, right? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to being, you know, Megan, Peter's son. Right, your dad's Peter. This yeah. is why we like Peter, or um, Peter's daughter. Peter's daughter. I totally Megan, we're Peter's good. daughter. Yeah. Um, or me, uh, Fran's daughter. Yeah. Or Fran's son. You know, but yeah. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it in the Bible, they probably would call a son of right. whoever. Yeah. You know? And that she's or she's not defined as so and so's spouse. Right. Uh -huh. She is Mary of Magdala. Yes. And we've mentioned before, both of us have been to Mag to Magdala, uh, which was not all that long ago excavated on the Sea of yeah. Galilee. Uh, we've not been together, but we've no. both been. <laughs> Maybe someday. We'll, we'll put it out in the world. Right. But for me, this, this album, there are so many places for me where mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene came up, but there's mm -hmm. one in yes. particular. Yes. And it's uh, the man. It is the man. I think I wrote the man and there's, there may be a yes, exclamation point, exclamation point. Because it's so Mary. It's, yes. it's her whole story. It's just everything <sighs> about her from getting the demons cast out of her, from Jesus seeing her as who she is, being alongside him with everything. With everything. And then being the one that gets to go and run and tell the disciples what happened. Being the one who's there in every gospel, right? Yes. Like a, the, a gospels lists different women or just Mary, depending. But, but it's always, always Mary. Always Mary. Oh. Now, you may not know this, dear listeners, but did you know there is a gospel of Mary? I think you maybe mentioned it a little bit last week. I maybe. couldn't remember if I did. Um, so the gospel of Mary is really great if yes. not officially you know she doesn't say this is mary magdalene uh-huh but it's included i actually have it in this new new testament which came out when i was in seminary and it, it. adds some additional texts mm -hmm. um to the ones it's all the same ones we have but it adds yeah. several additional one of them is the gospel of mary yeah the gospel of mary is incomplete 
Yes. There are entire chunks of it that are missing. I thought I dreamed that in my lifetime we find the missing pieces. Yeah. Um, it was found buried in the desert. Somebody didn't know what they had, and they burned pages for their fire. Uh-huh. And uh she what the story that's told here, right? She's yeah. the 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 character alongside Jesus, and there's this scene in it where Peter uh, doesn't like that Mary knows things that he doesn't. Why um, am I not surprised by that at all? And so, <laughs> so she's teaching them what she's learned mm-hmm. from Jesus, and um, Peter says he questioned what she says and says, "Did he really speak with a woman?" without our knowing about it are we to turn around and all listen to her did he choose her over us oh peter and then mary wept and said to peter my brother peter what are you thinking do you think i have thought this up myself in my heart or that i am telling lies about the savior and it goes further and Levi, one mm. of the other disciples, um, said, Peter, you've always been an angry person. Now I see you contending against the woman like the adversaries. But if the Savior made her worthy, who are you then to reject her? Yeah. I mean, yes. To hear that story when everyone believes you, what's that yes. like? Yes. And knowing that she is the one that is tasked with going at the end Mm -hmm. to go and tell the men the men as you know from the story some of them come they look oh there's nothing there and then they run away Mm -hmm. mary stays and weeps yes and then gets angry at the guard the gardener right i love that jesus right and it's sort of like the how I talk about it, I think it's every Easter that I talk about it. Each one of us, our names are so important. Mm-hmm. Our names sound different from anybody that's calling us. So how my mom says my name is very different than how Paige says it's right. my name. Yeah. Mary knew in an instant, the minute Jesus goes, Mary. And she knows oh, in that instant chills. that her savior has risen from the dead Mm -hmm. and he's there and yes it's just such a beautiful moment and i will never ever get tired of preaching it no never no and i think it's always so powerful and thank you male clergies that are around that say women should be the only one preaching on that sunday yeah so thank you for acknowledging us and how we should be the one sharing that story and and just her part in the story yes. is scandalous, right? Yes. Like, the fact that all four, all four gospels include it means she 100% was the one. Yes, was there from every No doubt. Because you wouldn't, that would be shameful uh-huh. for him to have been found by a woman. Yes. And so why would you write that if it uh-huh. weren't true? Yes. And why would exactly. all four of you write it? Exactly. If it weren't true. In the same way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, we probably could do a whole episode on Mary Magdalene, and I right. don't, don't think either one of us would be upset about right. it. Right. We may, maybe we'll come back Who to knows? that one yes. later. Yes. But we talked a little bit twice. We mentioned Mary crying. Yes. Mary's not the only one who ever cries in the gospel, is she? No, she's not. No. And if I were to ask you, dear listeners, what the shortest verse in the gospel is, I bet you know it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus wept. Yes. And. As a kid, I always put that story in the wrong place. Mm. It's sort of a fun fact about me. Yeah. Um, I put it in there. I always thought it was Jesus in the garden. Okay. Which I think we'll be maybe coming back to later. Yes. yes. But when does Jesus cry? Jesus cries when his friend is gone. Mm-hmm. And by gone, I mean dead. Dead. Yeah. 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 We talked a little bit about the story of Lazarus a few weeks ago and talking mm-hmm. about his sisters standing yes. up to Jesus, Martha in particular. Uh-huh. Oh, Martha. Um, but when Jesus, before he raises Lazarus from mm-hmm. the dead, he mm-hmm. weeps. 
and this is a story I come back to often on Blue Christmas. Yeah. Which is uh, always on the longest night of the year mm -hmm. and is a time that we acknowledge the pain and loss that we may feel in the holidays, yeah. right? Um, because I love this idea of Jesus grieving and struggling. Yes. yes. Especially for someone that knows how it's going to end. Right. And knows what he's going to do in a matter of moments. Right. To me, that shows how human Jesus truly is. The fact that he's still going to grieve over this person that is such a dear friend. Right. And know in the same breath he's going to say, get up, Lazarus, and walk out. Right. Some people, they have issue with how he was weeping and then Lazarus walking out. I've at least heard from people okay. that they're just like, that's very, you know, why did he need to weep if he knew he was what he was going to do? Because it's called empathy. Exactly. Everybody exactly. else was weeping. Yes. But I also feel like there was part of Jesus that deeply was grieving his friend. And I think he was also grieving that he didn't come sooner. Yeah. Right? We mentioned that last week. That was why, or a couple weeks ago. That's mm -hmm. why Martha was mad at him. He didn't come right yeah. away. And have we ever felt that kind of guilt about mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't respond quickly enough yeah. or that kind of thing. Now, in this album, we have a song yeah. where Taylor is struggling with the realities of life. Yes. Yes. Um, and I didn't know what it was about until yeah. you told me. Yes. So Taylor's mom, at some point, we don't really know when. But at least from sometime from 1989 to Lover, mm -hmm. Taylor's mom had cancer. Mm -hmm. um, she talks a little bit about in the documentary, but even they don't really expound on. Just in the dog. They, she got a cancer dog. She got dog. a cancer dog. Congratulations. You got cancer. Here's this huge giant dog you've always wanted. Um, and it's literally, it's a giant dog. It's a great name. Such a big dog. So Named pretty. Kitty. I love it. The dog's name is Kitty, which is hysterical um and i sort of feel like andrea did it just to spite taylor because taylor is a cat person and so she's like i'm gonna name my dog kitty so maybe you'll like it right you know no. um but yeah taylor's mom was sick mm -hmm. and taylor has talked about how her mom is her best friend yeah her mom is the person she goes to for everything mm -hmm. the person she goes and celebrates everything with the person that she cries with that you know, we talked about in the best day that she drove her around till right. Taylor felt better. And this, we get the very opposite of the best day. Yeah. We get this, the prayer that I think a lot of us have prayed when we've had a loved one go through a sickness, right? go through something devastating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think soon you'll get better could even be soon. I hope you're not grieving as hard. Right. Yeah. You know, um, it's her prayer that, Mom, I hope you get better. Mm -hmm. And this, I think, is also, it shows, demonstrates why we see a change in Taylor's mm -hmm. descriptions and conversations about faith in this yeah. album, right? Yeah. So this song uh, has our only explicit reference to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she says, Desperate people find faith. And mm -hmm. so now I'll pray to Jesus too. Yeah. And yeah. I know my story has me coming back to church and faith in the midst of terrible circumstances. Uh-huh. Um, the hardest yep. things. Yep. I, yeah. Yep. It's still probably one of the greatest gifts my pastor gave mm -hmm. me, Pastor Valerie's. Mm -hmm. um, just she came to me after dad died and she said, you know, you can be angry at God. And mm -hmm. this to me, that soon you'll get better is Taylor experiencing everything. Right. She's going through that whole gamut of acceptance, bargaining, um, anger, ex you know, all right. of the five, the five stages mm -hmm. um, of all of that. And it's just, yep. There's definitely that, well, this is fine. I'm going to wear, you know, this coat that I've worn to every other mm -hmm. thing and it's going to be fine. And oh, good. We have the good nurse. It's going to take care of everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is going to happen and this is going to get happen. And I'm going to paint your kitchen the color you've always wanted right. it. 
but I'm not going to be able to know for sure if this is going to do anything. Right. Yeah. I don't know if even just simply praying about it's going to fix this. Mm -hmm. What do you mean I have to rely on God, Jesus, doctors and nurses and the medical system? Right. You know, it's, I think any of us that have gone through a loss, a catastrophic event, someone that we love dearly going through a cancer diagnosis, all of the things that we've been, we try and say, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's a beautiful song. I can listen to it about one to two every 10 times I listen to the album. Okay. Um, Just because it does hit so close to home. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and the other thing that, you know, she's done here and we've mentioned this is as as she's grown mm-hmm. so many people have grown with her right yeah. and here before this album she's about to turn 30 mm-hmm. and um she's experiencing that kind of thing for the first time yeah um you are particularly unlucky that you experienced it before you mm-hmm. were 30. i was yeah. past 30. yeah um but I think that too, her fans yeah. were beginning in their own stories and their uh-huh. own lives to have these experiences like Jesus does, right? Yes. Yeah. Where somebody they care about is going through something and they can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. No. And you can pray. You can pray. <sighs> and yeah. hopefully that brings you the one who's praying peace, right? Yes. Like for me, in those times, prayer is so much about mm-hmm. the peacefulness yes. that I need. She's in the song talks about, I don't want to make, I'm sorry to make this about me, but who am I going to turn to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is her processing the stuff that she's feeling mm-hmm. that she can't talk about with her person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's this idea about sickness, about who mm-hmm. you can complain to or be upset with Mm -hmm. and you can't complain about parking at the hospital to the person you're visiting in the hospital or even taking to the hospital right yeah yeah and I think this song is just so good in explaining that all Mm -hmm. of that but I think it also gives a really great illustration of prayer Mm -hmm. that we also see a really great example of with Jesus yeah um last week we talked about a lot with reputation Mm -hmm. how it's a holy week album yeah and one of the big parts of holy week and up there with mary magdalene at the tomb at the end Mm -hmm. this is probably one of my favorite parts of holy week okay yeah um and when i was in israel in february as it is downpouring in jerusalem as my our um tour guide says this is the worst weather we've ever seen in like 10 years but we're standing in the garden of gethsemane and i'm like but it makes perfect sense (laughs) like if there was going to be a dreary day it was going to be the day we're standing where jesus prayed yeah where he was with his disciples and that to me is shown on this album as well is that time when he's in the garden okay when he's with his disciples um and it's the song the archer okay um so there's a part of it where she sings who would stay you could stay Mm. and jesus has that moment with his disciples where it's like stay here and keep watch stay awake Mm -hmm. spoiler alert they all fall asleep do not stay awake as jesus is praying Mm-hmm. And he sort of comes back and goes, seriously, seriously, I told you to stay awake. You couldn't stay awake for five minutes. <laughs> like I'm praying here to save all of us and you're all sleeping. Right. But to me, it was just like Jesus going, hey, who's going to stay? Mm-hmm. You could stay. Right. Uh... But then I also see him having the conversation with Peter and Judas at the Last Supper at the table is they're like well i'm not going to deny you i'm not going to betray you look i'm going to give judas credit he never says it's not right he just sort of is like i'm going to go ahead and do my thing and but gonna you know go right into what you just predicted right and it's the they see right through me i see right through me Mm. 
to me, that's a little bit more Peter where it's like, well, no, I'm not going to do this. And then, oh, wait, he saw right through me. Right. Yeah. And I see right through me. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Judas is more because all of my enemies started out as friends. Oh, yeah. With the not so much Jesus, but as those that he goes to to betray Jesus to. Right. Is the, well, you were friends, friendly, Mm -hmm. but now you're my enemies because you're hurting someone. Right. Because I don't feel like Judas thought that Jesus would be crucified. I feel Despite like maybe, Jesus' numerous warnings, yeah. See, that I feel like Judas was probably like, "Well, they're just gonna try him. You know, they're gonna yell at him or whatever, right? But they're not gonna kill him, right? Because I don't think he knew how deep that betrayal was going right. to go, right? But that to me is definitely like parts of the Archer mm. is just you know even she thinks things. Who's gonna stay, right? Yeah. And if you saw from the Argentina show, everybody in the congregation i mean sort of in the audience had signs that say we will stay oh i didn't know everybody had that everyone um... had one including our guy right um, had one as well and they did that all three nights so you know it sort of started with like the marjorie trend that we'll talk about probably when marjorie comes up but this everybody had signs that said we will stay it's so and it's this album mm-hmm. is just beautiful. Yes. And yes. there's one other thing that she does throughout the album mm-hmm. that for me makes me think about Jesus. And we talked okay. about this several weeks ago as yeah. well, but she takes sort of familiar phrases yes. in several places on this mm-hmm. album and kind of reworks them. So uh-huh. she does it in the Archer yeah. um, with all the King's horses and all the King's men. Mm-hmm. Uh, could not put me back together again. Yeah. She does it most memorably in Lover. Okay. When she's, ladies and gentlemen, will you please stand mm-hmm. with every with every guitar Tar string scar on, on my, my hand, hand? I take this magnetic force of a man to be my lover, mm-hmm. which is playing with the language used at a wedding. Yes. Right. Yeah. That we've seen from Speak Now. Yes. Right. Yeah. The, that's actually in the wedding. I'm yes. like, Speak Now. Yes. Uh, and there's another one, and I don't, I, don't remember what song it is where she talks about our country. Um, our country was a lawless land. Yeah. Oh, if you know what that is, I know you're probably yelling at it. Right, yelling it the, to us. Will you comment if right? You know. Um, what's it? And we've got the song list on our thing. Is it? I think he knows. Maybe. Might be. I think he knows. But yes. She does this great thing and she's, I've seen an interview with her where she talks about how much she likes doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of something. Jesus does this. Jesus yeah. loves taking scripture from other things and using it to remind people of what God has said. Yeah. So last week we talked a lot about Holy Week. Yes, we did. And one of those happens on the cross. Yes. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. That is a quote from Psalm 22. It's the yes. first line of Psalm 22. Yes. And so it's a very similar thing. He's uh-huh. taking something familiar to those people and referencing it. Yes. He also does it in Luke chapter four. Mm. In Luke chapter four, Jesus is preaching in the temple. We talked about this several weeks ago as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but he quotes Isaiah, kind of. <laughs> Because he doesn't get it exactly right. Yeah. He skips around a little, mm-hmm. but he does what I've heard called and I've preached as his mission statement. Uh-huh. You know, I've come to proclaim yeah. release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Yeah. And one of the things he lists actually isn't in that part of Isaiah he's quoting. Mm. So it's like what she's doing here, uh-huh. or yeah. she's taking those familiar phrases. I like this idea of using the cultural things. Yes. To, to say something bigger and greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus does that, I think, too, a little bit with the greatest commandment. Yes. You know, yes. saying that love God and love neighbor sums up all of the law and all of the yes. prophets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which that was one that I think we could talk a lot more about uh, and maybe again in a future episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to find that we're just going to want to just keep talking about this. I think we were even talking about it this afternoon that we just want to keep talking about this. Do we really have to stop in a couple of weeks? Right. So let's real quick hit the hit where the faith references are. Yes. False God. There's a lot of it. 
Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, just basically every other line. Right. Just, yeah. She's using faith as a reference point mm -hmm. really beautifully, I think. Yes. Um, then soon you'll get better. It, we have should... like holy orange bottles. Each night I pray to you. But that's not a reference to Jesus. Right. It's, it's a reference to her mom. Yeah. Um, and then desperate people find faith. So now I pray to Jesus too. That's right after the each night I pray to you. Desperate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that. And then we get like the fun ones in yeah. Cruel Summer. The devils roll the dice, angel roll their eyes. Now, I love angels roll their eyes in uh -huh. particular. We always also like pick different titles for episodes. Yes. And this was yes. what I threw out, but the one we yeah. What we have is much better. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, but angels, if you read the biblical description of them, they have multiple eyes, all, not just the two eyes. All of the eyes rolling. I mean, could you just? I just pictured it and it's hysterical. It's great. It's great. So that made me laugh when I thought about yes. it. And then Cornelia Street. Yes. Sacred new beginnings became my religion. Just. Cornelia Street, I think, could be its own episode as well with how many things that are in it. You know, if we wanted to do the deep dive on Taylor. But yeah, I love how last episode and a couple other ones, it was just like, oh my God, we can't find anything. Right. There is nothing in here. <laughs> and it was like, we're going to grasp at straws of what we find. Right. And this one, it was like, well, here's this song. Here's okay, this There song. it is in there. Oh, wait, let me update it again with this. Oh, wait, there's four lines of yeah. something in this song where there's full like mm -hmm. taylor thank you for making this much easier this week for or us. harder because we have to stop at some point right? yes yes exactly and you know i really do think this album is a big part of watching her faith journey change yes. too yeah um and i think lots of like we said earlier we come back when something tragic happens if we've mm -hmm. stepped away yeah and if you stepped away it's fine god loves you it doesn't it's okay yeah and the church will be there when you need it mm -hmm. um i hope yeah I hope we'll be here we'll if be you need here. us and it's also when i do certain kinds of ministry the mm -hmm. most important thing in my mind is how do we make this place feel safe and welcoming yeah. for everybody mm -hmm. so that when that thing happens they feel safe here. yes exactly exactly um so we and didn't I, go I ahead i think that's what taylor does with her music yeah is that she's creating safe places for us um there was something that was going around this summer that as it was like the summer of the barbie movie mm -hmm. and taylor and oh. everyone felt so safe at the Barbie movie because it was just so wholesome, so many beautiful so things. But you felt safe because mm. you were there with women, people identifying as women. They just, everyone was there that mm. felt safe. Everyone that went to the actual heiress tour said they felt they could, they never believed that they would feel safe in a huge crowd like that again. Right. And it's because of Taylor's music and the way right. she invites everyone in, the way she invites anybody in. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what Jesus was trying to yes. do. Is mm -hmm. We were joking when we started this. We're like, hey, when we preach about love, it's like Jesus said to love each other. End of sermon. Everybody Done. go do home. It. Done. Yeah. Except often we, as people, put an asterisk with mm -hmm. that love. Yep. Taylor with her music, especially Lover, I mean, pun intended with Lover. Yeah. She took that asterisk away. She did. In every she, way that she could. Yes. And yep. Jesus takes that asterisk away. We as human beings are the ones that put it back on. Right. Yep. And and the church is often explicit in that, right? Yes. She, one of my favorite songs on this album is You Need to Calm Down. Yes. Right? It's like, so good. It's so good. There's a great line in it where she says, you must have spent stayed up all night making that sign uh -huh. and I just I hear that and I can't help but think of the number of churches that are making signs mm -hmm. saying that people are sinners or bad or whatever yeah. as opposed to coming out and saying God loves you yeah um and that that whole I mean that whole song is her standing yes. up yes um, I mean just way. watch the music video Right. She's got the Queer Eye guys. She's got Jesse Tyler Ferguson and his husband. She's got drag queens. She's got rainbow flags. 
And I think even at the end, she and Katy Perry are hugging each other. Aww. Just like, right. It's amazing. Right. Because so, we all have crowns. Yes. We all have crowns, as she says in the song. Right. So that one is such, I mean, it's such a fun, and it's a fun way for her to be explicit about her activism and, and mm-hmm. some of the things that she believes and she thinks is yeah. important. Um, and why she stood up the way that she yeah. did in this time period in yeah. her life. Now, um, one of your re-listen quotes is from, you need yes. to calm down. Yes. Um, when I was re-listening to this, as I said earlier, I forgot how much I loved this album, mm-hmm. how much I love this album, how much to me, this is like the quintessential Taylor Swift album. Mm-hmm. If you love Fearless and Speak Now, you're going to love Lover. Right. Okay. If you love 1989, you're going to love Lover. Like, there's something for everybody on it. Yes. And like I said, there's only one song I skip every like fifth listen, but it's just because emotionally I can't handle it every time I listen to this album. Right. I listened to it more this past week than I think I've done in a long time, but that's whatever. Right. But that was the project. (laughs) You need to calm down. I need to calm down right now. Is that. It's lines nine through 11 and it's, but I've learned that I've learned the lesson that stressing and obsessing about somebody else is no fun and snakes and stones never broke my bones. It's really also hard to read that. Not like Taylor as she's singing it (laughs) to me. That line just explains my whole life as I'm going through the ordination process. Yes. That I need to stop stressing and obsessing and just let it happen. And snakes and stones never broke my bones. They're going to make me stronger. Meaning the things that I need to fix, need to work on, need to keep looking at are the things that are going to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's, I love that song so much more now because I'm like, okay, thanks, Taylor. Oh. You didn't even know I was going through this, but thanks. Right, you know? right. And you still, you you have a crown. Yes, I do all have right, a crown. Right. I do. My crown, it's just a little, you know. And I think that then goes into my other one that I love, which is me. Oh, I love that one so much. <laughs> and it's because I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, how I needed to hear someone tell me that I'm a beloved child of God. Mm-hmm. That I say it to my parishioners all the time, my congregation members, but it's different hearing it come from someone else say it to you. Mm-hmm. So her saying, I'm the only one of me, baby, that's the fun of me, is to me her saying, you're the only one God created. Right. And how mm-hmm. amazing that you were the only one that God created. And this is the first time that we've ever both picked the same verse. Yes. Not only the same song. We did that with New Last Year's week. Day. Right. But this is the exact same verse that same, we picked. Same line. And, and yes. for me, this hits me a little differently. I'm a twin. You don't yeah. have friends. You don't yeah. know that about me yet. Yeah. Um, I have a twin sister. So uh, yes, I'm the only one of me. Uh-huh. And that is what makes me fun. But you know, there's someone else walking around with my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I love her. Yes. She's, I love my twin sister. Uh, so I love that line. I mean, that's just, a, again, yeah. it's, it's just such a fun yeah it is yes do you have any other re-listen songs that (sighs) yeah i had a hard time with this one i had a few that i like put out and Uh then i kept adding yes to the list but Uh um i think the best one for me is Mm. from lover from the song lover it's um uh, line 33 uh at every table i'll save you a seat i could have picked lots of things. I made a, yes. a bracelet for my boyfriend with a line and lover. I made myself the complimentary one today. Yeah. Um, but this line is what friendship closeness mm-hmm. is to me. Like yeah. it's such a physical activate like action of yeah. like, no, I care about you. I'm thinking of you. Uh-huh. We're gonna go to the thing. Hey, don't worry if you're late. I'm gonna save you a seat. Yeah. Um, even without somebody asking. Yeah. I mean, that when I heard that, I was like, oh, yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Um, but the other is maybe cheating because it's not a sung line. Okay. Um, it's the very, very end of the album, yes. the end of daylight, where she says, I want to be defined by the things I love, not the things I hate, not the things that I think I'm afraid of. Yeah. She said, 
there's something about that, that mm-hmm. in my own journey in yeah. ministry, remembering to be defined by the things that I love and not by the things mm-hmm. I'm opposed to has been a challenge and has been really important, yeah. you know, as a, a progressive Christian pastor, it's important for people to know mm-hmm. how, I, where I stand on LGBT inclusion yeah. without being in opposition to I've said for a long time, I'm not that kind of Christian, yeah. that kind of pastor. Mm-hmm. I hate that sometimes I have to say that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I still want to come back to being defined by the yes. things that I love and loving mm-hmm. God and yeah. God's people. So Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a lot in this episode. <laughs> so let's quickly wrap up some of our things that you know and come to expect at the end right? of our episodes. So our track five, we normally talk about this beforehand. So right. I have a feeling we're going to have different answers. Well, n- nope, I lied. We're going to probably have the same answer. We'll see. So track five of Lover is The Archer. Yeah. For me, you would think with the way I was talking about it, I would pick one thing, but I'm going to pick Mary Magdalene. I mean, I think that her experiences with Jesus are such um, deeply emotional and yeah. connecting. It's vulnerable, tear-jerking, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, she is such an important figure and for women like us for women Mm -hmm. uh who lead women who are called into Mm -hmm. this her place in jesus story is just vital yeah vital yeah yeah so yeah definitely mary magdalene yes yes there so what's next page oh it's folklore i'm so excited folklore is and evermore are my two favorites so i'm really really excited for the next couple of weeks and i don't know them as well so I'm very excited to dive deep into them these next two weeks. So Folklore will be our album next, next. our episode next week. Yeah. So as always, check out our Sunday questions where we'll ask you, what was your lover Jesus story? What story do you wish we covered? Are you glad we finally covered something? What would be your track five story? And then what is your lover verse or verses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one I think was harder to pick. It was. It was. So probably expect there'll be more on this right in the near future in the future so we thank you again as always for listening uh you can find our show notes on uh, pastorswifties.com mm-hmm. and you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts yes and if you leave us a review it helps people find us yes we would love that so thank you again so much for watching for listening we are so glad you are continuing on this journey with us yeah. and as always we have our PS, our Pastor Swifty PSO page. All right. Our prayer, please. All right. Oh, God of love, mm. you sent your son that we might know your deep love for us. Help us to pray to you, whether we are desperate or seeking a new beginning, or whether you're just rolling your eyes at us. God, we take risks and know that you follow along with us when we stand up for your people, when we share your love with the world. Be with us as we do that. Pray this in Jesus' name and with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And friends, stay. In all that you do, stay and speak up. Speak up for those that voices need to be spoken for. Be the loud voice in the room and don't be afraid to use your voice and become the archer. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thanks.